Well, hey, hey, welcome back to another episode of the Wellness Coaching Conversation. This is Brian <laughs> Douglas, and I'm so happy to be in the presence again uh, of the wonderful Lori Legault. Hey, Lori. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Likewise. Well, I'm excited also because we have a fun topic again. Well, every wellness coaching topic is fun for us, but yes, we we definitely kind of take the the nerd factor to the <laughs> to the high end of the scale when it comes to that kind of stuff. But, you know, at least we have an outlet for it, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and also it makes us know that we're in the right field because we love it so true. much. True. You that know? is true. That is true. That's very that's a great point. Um and and speaking of that, I know we spent time in our last session talking about um session dynamics and mm -hmm. and there's a lot to it. And so we wanted to continue that topic today and delve a little bit deeper and more specifically into session dynamics. And that is the art or the practicality of the artful interruption. When dun, dun, dun. Yeah, dun, dun, dun. <laughs> and, and a lot of people are puckering up out there because they're like, no, I hate to interrupt. <laughs> and it's I know it just feels so rude. You always yeah. want to let people speak fully, but you cannot always let them keep speaking, right? Sometimes uh, they really need to be honed in and directed to come back to what they're doing. And you and I were just talking before recording about some of the differences also between when you're paying for a session and when you're not paying for a session. So if by not paying for a session, I mean that your work might be paying for it, yeah. or in my case, the school might be paying for it for the students. And I think sometimes there might be a difference there because, you know, when you're not forking out the anywhere from maybe 60 to $150 per hour bill, um, you may not feel the urgency of getting focused, Yeah. but whether they're paying for it out of their pocket or not, it's also our time. And mm -hmm. also it's important for us to remind them what, what coaching is and what yeah. coaching isn't. Oh, Lori. Yeah, that, that is such an important point. In fact, and you didn't know this. The interesting thing is just yesterday I was looking up um, to really see what the nuances and differences between mental health and behavioral health are. And, and it, it really comes down to one is much more focused on the psychological state and the emotions. And the other is focused on kind of the, the, the practical application of, of behavior, you know, and, and really doing the stuff, doing the things. And that's where we live as coaches. Although, um, the emotional component is so important both to our clients and to us, whether it be using our intuition, managing our emotional state, uh, our emo own emotional state. But it's important to always remember that we are here to facilitate the accomplishment of specific goals on behalf of our clients. And even if they're not paying for it, it's still important that we are able to kind of keep them going in that general direction. And just as you voiced, it can be really tough if somebody is, is they're not paying for it or for whatever reason, they just aren't focused and they're, they're wanting to use you as a therapist or they're wanting to chase a million squirrels. Um, man, it, it can be, it can be tough to rein folks in without coming across as rude or, 
pushy, you know? Or that what they're saying isn't valid, you know? It's like yeah. you want to sometimes validate what they're saying, but also remind them it's not uh, helpful or useful for what they are wanting and mm. to get out of the session. I just had this client this week who really wanted to tell me about his trip to the ER uh-huh. and started off, you know, I always start off my sessions when, when it's not the foundation session when it's uh, one of the sessions after I normally start out the, f- the session by asking them, I don't like to just have that blanket statement. Like, how are you? You know, mm-hmm. I like to say, tell me what has gone well for you. I think I stated this in the last yeah. podcast we were discussing and he sat there and and basically had nothing to say about mm. that. Like I, there's nothing that's gone well. So then I said, Ooh, I'm sorry to hear that you don't have anything to, you know, answer with something that's gone well. And so I said, well, so then I guess the other question that's sometimes easier to answer, what's been challenging for you this week? And he proceeded to tell me about going to the ER and lots of thoughts and politics around healthcare Uh, in the United States. Ouch! And he was really hard to rein in, you know, Mm. he wanted to vent and talk about that. And that has nothing, absolutely nothing to do with why we're visiting and why we're not since even visiting because we weren't visiting why we're meeting for coaching. Right. And it was so hard to decide when to interrupt Mm -hmm. and how to do it. You know, it was stressful for me. And, uh, I think it went something like this. I hear how hard that week has been for you with an unexpected ER visit. What's the best use of our time today to address your wellness goals with me. Mm. And still, I mean, we did circle to that, but he still kind of veered off a little bit. So then it becomes like, what is going on when that happens? Yeah. You know, what is going on for that person? And and uh, do they just need to be heard? Do I just let him mm. keep venting for the whole 45 minutes or not? You know? So what about you, Brian? Like what's been some of your experiences that you feel like you've had to rein in the conversation mm. and how did that look for you? Well, first I, I just think that's a, that's a, a really effective way that you handled it. Um, I think that's, that's the best that we can hope for. And I also think you ask a good question about um, whether or not sometimes it, it is okay with their permission if they just want to to talk and vent, you know, I think the 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 thought for me is is to maybe even bring that up and say, well, you know, it 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 seems like this is something you're really passionate about that's really important to you, um, and is this how you'd like to spend our time together today? And and again, put the onus back on the the client because if yeah. they want if they want to, you know, whether they're paying for it or not, if they want to invest their time that way, you know, okay, that that's certainly something to consider. I, I I don't think it's the best use of our time as coaches, though, you know, and and so to your question, um, a lot of times, if I'm working with a client that is maybe challenged with staying on topics, challenged with staying focused, I try to embrace the genius of of the word and, you know, and and like validate what they're talking about. Like that that's a really interesting perspective that you have there. And I'm curious how, you know, you can you can leverage that into 
making steps towards the goal that you set for today. You know, something like that to to really yeah. gently validate and acknowledge them and <laughs> remind them that we are here for a purpose and that they are investing time and often money in this venue. And what's the next step they'd like to take to get closer to the goal? And, and I think that's now that goes back to how we start the session, though, of of making sure that we've got a goal stated and and creating intentionality. But I think that, you know, as coaches, um, we walk a fine line. I also think it's important that we are comfortable and confident enough to call things as we see them and not yeah. tiptoe, because even if it's uncomfortable for us, that's our stuff, right? That those those are those are our emotions that are coming up, and if we kind of flip the script and think about how how would I feel if I were in the other shoes and I had somehow run off topic and I was kind of not in the moment, and the person I was paying to keep me in the moment chose not to, you know, and so I think that kind of maybe helps me reframe my own perspective and draw that courage up to say, oh yeah, you know, I, I need to interject here. There's a, there's a right way to do it. Um, and every situation is going to be different, but I think that's an important thing to remember. You're so right, because that is what you want out of a professional too. You want them to do their job and rein you back in. And that is obviously probably one of the reasons why you would choose to work with a professional mm -hmm. amongst so many other reasons. But I love what you also said about starting the session off right. And I think that mm. is something that can often go wrong. I think that's a really, yeah. really big key. Yeah. So when I think back to how I handled it, I think that what could be helpful, and now that I know this person has a tendency to do that, is to maybe... Uh, go into the conversation with rather than asking this, you know, open-ended question saying, so last time we met your mm. goals were X, Y, and Z. Um, is that still where you feel like you're headed and, you know, let them answer and say, okay, how do you want to, um, let's see, how do you say that? Right you know, from there, basically like getting them focused from the mm -hmm. very beginning, I guess is my point. I often say that my job is, and I heard this metaphor, I think it might've been from our instructor that we worked with at Real Balance. Oh uh, yeah. Um, I like the metaphor of, uh, I am holding the map and you're telling me which way you want to go. And mm. That's wow, what yeah. kind of metaphorically how this works. Mm -hmm. And so in doing so, starting the conversation off with, so this is where you wanted to go last time we, were, we spoke. Here's what your goals have been or are. And is this still what you want to work on today? And you know how has that progress gone for you so mm -hmm. far? And so it is really important, I think, in the very beginning to guide the importance piece guide the uh how do I say the details and keep it pretty narrow so that mm -hmm. there, there can't be the opportunity to just go off in left field as yeah. far as like oh here's what happened to me and here's how I've um, been feeling and it becomes what feels like a therapeutic session therapy right. session and that's right. not what we're trained to do yeah 
No, that's a, that's a great point. And, and it, it, it goes back to what we're taught as coaches and that's asking appropriate and powerful questions. And, and there's, there's a right kind of open-ended question. And then there's, there's the, the wrong kind of open-ended question, at least for the context within which these sessions function. Um, so yeah, it, it goes back for us as coaches to intentionality, mindfulness, being in the moment and being strategic. You know, I think you mentioned it to me once that you have a, a printout of kind of your go-to questions that help either get the session on track, back on track, or really provoke some, some good insights. And, and I'd love to hear you talk about that. Yeah, well, they're right on the wall. So as I'm ah. looking at you in the computer, I'm, I can also see them on the wall ah, in front of me. Cool. Because, you know, you just don't know when you're going to kind of get stuck in the moment and go, mm. oh my gosh, what should I say next? And any one of these questions work. For example, here's number one. What would be most important to focus on today? Number two, oh. what would you like to accomplish, achieve, or arrive at by the end of our session today? All good nice. starters, yeah. right? Like, I, um, I think what happens. So, I mean, I have eleven on this, mm. and then I have a whole other little list of questions depending on what the topic is. Is like learning options, outcomes, planning, perspective, predictions, implementation. Um, there's all these different ones that uh, I got at one point during my um schooling. And those came out of the coactive, um, book okay. that was the coactive coaching book. So mm -hmm. those are actually in that book. So it really does matter how your mindset is starting off. And I think mm -hmm. what happens sometimes if you're going from client to client to client is you sort of forget to ground yourself in between. Yeah. And then you say one wrong thing in the very beginning and you're like, oh shoot, I didn't yeah. really focus <laughs> that right from the beginning. Yes. And now here I am trying to backpedal out of it. Yeah. And like, and it's my fault. It's, it's my fault because I'm the, I'm the one holding the map. I'm the guide here. And I didn't do a very good, good job of guiding it from the get go, you know? So, um, so I think it's important to think about that and to, you know, go over possible scenarios and what mm -hmm. to do when that happens. Um, again, this person I was speaking to really wanted to vent and also wanted to kind of prove a point to me that wasn't even necessary at all. It got yeah. really far and there was like little opportunities to interject where I wouldn't be rude, but I finally had to do it. I finally had to say it like, this is, you know, um, this is not a good use of our time, yeah. but I didn't say it quite like that, but well, yeah. and Lori, again, that's where the, that's where the courage comes in. You know, you, you, your intuition was telling you your insight was really, really clear, but you still had to take action. And I think there can be times I've not had this happen, but I've heard that it, has um from other coaches where even calling it quits and and rescheduling the session you know if if it's up to us as professionals to recognize the state that our client is in and if they are in a state where they literally are not able to focus on the task of hand the uh, task at hand the most compassionate thing might be to give them grace and space instead of forcing that that proverbial square peg because mm -hmm. if if they are you know 
emotional for whatever reason and it's it's bigger than it it's bigger than getting it reined in in a five minute period you know that's that's where we as coaches have to set aside all of our all of our wants and needs and and really remember we're focusing here to serve the client and what's what's in the best interest of the client i think that's an extreme case but i don't think that it's an impossibility sure i i agree with you i mean along those lines i've actually had clients get on to our virtual session and they're driving. Oh, <laughs> that's focus. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I do not want to witness a car accident while you're trying to talk to me. This is not, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh gosh, this is not great. You know? So, and they just didn't realize they weren't going to be home in time, but they don't want to be rude and not show up. And ugh, yeah, it can be, Difficult. And so again, these are people who are not necessarily paying out of pocket for their mm -hmm. sessions. And so I can, I can go ahead and use some of that time to just talk more casual until they get home and can focus, right. you know? So. Yeah. And, and you're right. That's a good point. The context matters so much because, you know, if, if you, most clients who are paying for a session, not all, most tend to, to have like self-limiting behavior like oh i got to stay focused you know i'm i'm paying for this literally mm -hmm. you know and but it's not always the case i mean i've i've had experiences where i've had clients who they were not um off topic in terms of their emotional state they would just get stimulated by different ideas and it would be a fresh tangent or an adjacent idea or thought and the way their mind worked is that they were constantly moving wanting to move on to this or that or the other and and the challenge for me was again validating and bringing them back validating and bringing them back and at one point they even made a comment to me that yeah you know i i appreciate it you're, you're helping rein me in and i need that now i wish they would have told me that way at the beginning but we still got to that point where we had a, a really comfortable understanding that, hey, part of my role here is to keep you, you know, away from all the rabbit trails and and squirrels that that exist. Um, so yeah, it's it's a it's an interesting exercise every time we meet with a client because we never know who we are going to to be facing on the other side of the screen or in person, and so it's a constant challenge for us. So like you said, not get into that routine, you know, to properly ground, to properly center ourselves, to set the tone and the intention right at the beginning, and then ask good questions from the get-go, because otherwise you really could be on a 30-minute ride in a direction you don't want to go. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I, I really, really like how you, in that example you just gave, I really like how you were able to very politely pull that person back to, you know, the session. Yeah. And I do think that it's good to put in your notes when there's somebody who tends to veer off topic. Mm -hmm. So you remember that next time I'm yeah. somebody who looks at my notes from the previous sessions. So I can remember what we were Same. talking about. Me too. And then you can also see in there, you can kind of highlight it somehow. Like this person can go on a tangent sometimes, and then it allows you to, you know, start off really focused, maybe asking that very important question mm -hmm. in, the, in the very beginning to keep them on topic, knowing that there's somebody that easily gets off topic. So I think all these are very important and very valid. And people often are embarrassed too. Like this particular person I was talking about that was telling me the ER visit, 
also had a hard time with ending the session. I mean, mm. I was trying to end the session and the person wanted to keep talking. And so, you know, that was a whole other thing. Like, okay, well, as a wrap up, you know, yeah. um, and so now I know for next time I need to be really on it with this person mm. and that's going to be my goal. So I think that when you have somebody, which we're all will have it happen to us, sometimes it catches you off guard, you know, assessing what that person needs is important. Mm. That intuitive side of like, does this person need to take like a 10 minute vent about yeah. everything that's gone wrong the last week? Because that's just the way they do it. Or, you know, do I politely interject and mm -hmm. refocus us? And so, um, and I think it's okay to also say, thank you for being so open with me. Yeah. I wouldn't be doing my job properly if I didn't refocus us back to what your goals are here today and how we can start to move more towards those goals mm. and, you know, something like that. So yeah. that just helps remind them, you know, I want to make sure I'm doing the best job for you that I can. Yeah. You're, you're really honoring you're you're, you're validating and acknowledging, but you're also honoring the ultimate reason why they're here, you know? Yeah. And, and I love how you, um, approach a session. You know, I think that's an important thing to think about when you work when you're working with a client is to review your notes from the past session and also to have like a, a strategic framework in place for all your sessions. And I think, you know, I, I heard a long time ago that luck is when preparation meets opportunity. And and that's that's what I think you're embodying because you're not having luck in a session when you say the right thing. You were prepared and the opportunity came up because that's going to happen in a coaching session because you're dealing with other human beings. But you've already got questions on the wall. You've got the framework in your mind for who this who this person is and some of the tendencies that they have. And you're able to, in the moment, kind of dance, as they say, and be able to handle things artfully, politely, skillfully, and effectively by keeping them pointed in the direction that ultimately they want to go in anyway. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, along what you just said too, I think honoring them is a huge one. And mm -hmm. in honoring them, one of the great things to say is I hear how this situation that you encountered was very stressful mm -hmm. for you. And I'm sorry that you had to go through that. And then, yeah. you know, hopefully being able to say, so you, you acknowledge that, yeah. but then you can, at that point, then refocus. It's all about yeah. refocus, right? So I do, I like, personally, I like it when someone says, I hear you, you know, it's, it is important for them to still be heard, even if they're completely off topic. Mm -hmm. So I think it's nice. It tells them I'm listening, I'm paying attention to you. Yeah. And it's that quick and direct reflection of what you heard but it's time to, it's time to get down to work now, you yeah. know? Agreed. So. Yeah. You, you, you just channeled Brene Brown so beautifully. <laughs> I <love that>. yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm that, so that bombed because her, her podcast ended. I loved her podcast. Oh. Um, well, hopefully we can so. fill a little bit of that niche. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We can take all our followers. <laughs> <laughs> so we're just like her. Yeah, um, exactly. And there's two of us. So we're twice as good, right? Exactly. <laughs> Um, well, anything else before we end today, Brian, that you'd want to say about this? 
Gosh, no, I, I, I'm hopeful and, and hopefully our listeners will let us know if there's something else that they'd like to hear on this topic. I think we, we did a pretty thorough job of covering session dynamics over these last two um, podcasts, but certainly if, if anybody wants to hear more, please let us know and we'll certainly put that into the mix because we're, we're definitely open to know what coaches want to talk about, what coaches want to hear and learn more about and make that a, a big part of what we do here. Absolutely. I definitely would like to hear about what people are experiencing in their own coaching that they mm-hmm. would like to hear even talked out, right? Like you and I yeah. could role play and see some possibilities. Not that we have all the answers, no. but just like with coaching, as you start to play around with the situation, the answers become more clear and it's nice yeah. to hear about it. So yeah, I think if listeners want to sort of interject a, a topic to, to, Mm -hmm. to coach around and see how it goes and how we can, you know, work through that. That would be really helpful. I just know as a new coach, that would have been helpful for me. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's a whole different ball game than, than all the role-playing that you do in your certification. When you get out there and and you're dealing with real life circumstances, it's totally different. Mm -hmm. For sure. Yeah. All right. Well, on to the next topic next time, next week. Yep. And we hope all the listeners are enjoying their own coaching in their own life, in their own world. And um, we'll be back. That's right. We wish everybody the best. And as always, Lori, it's great looking at you. Great talking with yeah. you. and Great uh, talking to you too, Brian. And we will talk to everyone soon. Okay. Adios. See ya.